Here's a message from Ken Lavica. There are just some athletes who can't get out of their own ways, and you love them, but man, is it hard to defend them. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. Anytime I hear Phil Mickelson speak, I just feel like banging my head into the table. I mean, Phil. Phil should never speak into a microphone again. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And in John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right next to the glistening and uncomfortably hot Intracoastal. Fresh off of a three-and-a-half-hour drive from the happiest place on earth, Jeanette Javier, on her typical Wednesday spot, showing the true dedication that has made her an invaluable part of this show. And Jeanette, uh, not only three-and-a-half-hour drive, but I think mildly hungover still as well, and we'll learn more about it when we debut Jeanette Does Disney later on in today's show. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, he runs this crap fest until 2 o'clock. We spent a lot of time yesterday talking about LIV Golf, the Saudi-backed financially golf tournament that kicks off this weekend just outside of London and big names are involved. Dustin Johnson, it looks like Bryson DeChambeau is going to be part of this. Patrick Reed is going to play in this tournament. So there are now some strong names, but a name that has been linked to this, a man who has had his issues with the PGA Tour, a man who we know loves money, desires money of any sort of amount is Phil Mickelson. And he has been linked with this Saudi back tour for as long as I can remember. Well, guess what? Daddy made it home. Phil Mickelson has indeed made it to London, and Phil Mickelson has met with the media, and Phil Mickelson is going to tee it up on Friday in round one of this LIV tournament. Now, Phil Mickelson, Jeanette, is someone that over the years, I've always been a Tiger guy. I've been pro-Tiger. If it's a Tiger versus Phil debate, I've always taken Tiger's side. This is about two decades old now Mm -hmm. at this point. But I've always sort of had an affinity for Phil because he's almost clownishly cocky. Like I can get into that. Like The man, even when things aren't going well, believes in himself. He's going to hit a sick flop shot. He's going to have a massive meltdown and they get right back at it and start hacking it around the very next week. Like, there's something as as undesirable as some of his personality traits are. There is something inherently likable about Phil Mickelson. To me, he was like the dad joke of the golf world. He's the, the living embodiment, the living, breathing dad joke. I think that's excellent because he's corny. He's so corny. He's so cheesy. Look at his outfits, his awkward thumbs up and smiles to the crowd. I mean, a big part of his career, he had profound man boobs. Uh, Yes, but you would, you like, he's cute. (laughs) 
Yeah, so, he's like a cute little chubby guy. Exactly. No matter how corny, I still think he's in my top three PGA golfers who I would want to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, like, because you know that he'll bet on anything, and boy, will he bet on anything. Now, that's when you said earlier that he desires <laughs> money. Now, <laughs> does he, though, because he's $40 million well, in the hole? because he's desired money. You don't gamble because you want to lose said money. You gamble <laughs> because you want to raise your monetary portfolio. He, unfortunately, has not done a good job of that. But but Phil, when he won the PGA Championship last summer, how damned cool was that? Like for me, that was that was not quite to the level of Tiger winning the Masters, but Phil at that age winning a major, that's never going to be matched, I don't think, at least in our lifetime. Nobody as old as Phil is ever going to win a major again, especially at that course. And the Saturday and Sunday, as it became increasingly more clear that, wait a minute, this just wasn't a good Thursday for Phil. This just wasn't a good Friday for Phil. Holy crap, he's hanging in there. He was so frustrating to guys like Brooks Kepka, and it's not hard to frustrate that man. But Brooks Kepka started making claims about fans trying to kick his knees out from under him because he was so pissy about how things were going. Phil winning the PGA Championship was a true coronation, at least in the same neighborhood as Tiger winning the Masters. You couldn't help but feel good about it. Even if you didn't like Phil Mickelson, there was something, as you watch it, Jeanette, where you felt like, this is special. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that I'm seeing this and seeing this live, this is sort of special to see Phil do that. Yes. I'm always rooting. Uh, I used to always root for him. And, and this is the, that was him at the, the top of his popularity powers, I think. T- Phil has never been more popular than he was after he won the PGA Championship. Yeah, and we talked about, you know, he's the embodiment of dad jokes and stuff. You talked about popularity. He made the thumbs up iconic for sure when he won that yeah, major. Absolutely, that like thumbs up sh- was inherently hilarious. Like every shot he made, Phil, Philly, and all he was doing was just giving him a thumbs but up, the, thumbs a up, a smug little up. smile. It's yeah. the iconic, yeah. Mickelson look. Right in a in a career filled with oh that dude's arrogant as hell. Fig Jam. What does Fig Jam mean? That's his nickname. Bleep. I'm good. Just ask me. That's Fig Jam. That's Phil. That's the embodiment of Phil. He has a nickname for a reason. And when I worked at the PGA Tour, I would always ask people, like, who is your favorite golfer to work with? Phil Mickelson was always the top really? of the list. Always. Interesting, because his fellow players would definitely not answer, hey, that's the guy I like to play with. Like, Phil would not be anybody's top answer, but I could see it, because here's what happened after Phil won the PGA Championship. All these YouTube clips popped up of him corresponding with fans corresponding with little kids, like just being a dad, being a guy, being a dude. And it was easy to just put all of the gambling debts and the bookies and the uh, FCC or the FEC investigations and all of those things uh, that have hounded Phil, his personality flaws. It was so easy to put that in the background because our sweet, cuddly Phil has hit the highest point of his career. He has defied age, and he has won a major. All of that good feeling lasted about six months because then Phil decided he was going to talk with Alan Shipnuck for Alan Shipnuck's book. And that is when Phil made the infamous comments about the Saudis and about human rights violations and about chopping up journalists, all in the context of, 
oh, yeah, I can't wait to play for this LIV tournament and uh, be a part of this with the Saudis. Uh-oh. The bottom fell out of that quickly. I mean quickly. We did a showstone from the Honda Classic where we referenced him as maybe the swiftest fall from grace of any athlete that we have ever seen in our lives. Phil's at least a part of that discussion. Yeah, and after we had that conversation, we immediately made a list of radio silent athletes. Like, who's not allowed to talk anymore mm-hmm. or show their face? And Phil was right at the top Phil of it. Was, in fact, since then, we hadn't seen Phil or heard mm-hmm. from Phil. He went into hiding. No Masters. No PGA Championship, no contact with the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan not answering any reporters' text messages, nothing. Until yesterday. Because like I said, Daddy loves money, Daddy's home. <laughs> He's with the LIV Tournament. He is in London, and for the first time in months, we heard from the man himself who will be playing on Friday, Phil Mickelson. A few months ago, you were reported as describing uh, the Saudis as scary. What did you mean by that? And if they're that scary, why are you here, given that they're bankrolling this tournament? Good question. Well, certainly, um, I've made, said and done a lot of uh, things that I regret, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sorry for that and for the hurt that it's caused a lot of people. Um, I don't... um, I don't condone human rights violations at all. Oh, I, I, I don't think it, I, I, nobody here does um, any, throughout the world. And I'm certainly aware of what has happened with Jamal Khashoggi, and it's, I think it's terrible. I've also seen the good that the game of golf has done throughout history, and I believe that Live Golf is going to do a lot of good for the game as well. Um, and I'm excited about this opportunity. That's why I'm here. But isn't there a danger that you're also being seen as a tool of sports washing, an attempt to try and improve the image of a human rights abusing regime through sport, and that ultimately you could be seen as a Saudi stooge, and, and that could tarnish your legacy? Is that, is that are you comfortable with that? I I said earlier I, I don't condone human rights violations. I, I don't know how I can be any more clear. I understand your question, Um, but again, I love this game of golf. I've seen the good that it's done, and I see the opportunity for Live Golf to do a lot of good for the game throughout the world, and I'm excited to be a part of this opportunity. And I love money. He forgot to say that part. And I love money. That's (laughs) Phil Mickelson, his first public comments in months after the Alan Shipnuck portion of the book was made public. Uh, Phil, clearly, not comfortable. Not comfortable at all. Uh, I think all of the questions that were posed to him by that journalist were very fair. Uh, Phil to say, hey, I, I, I love the game of golf, and I think this could be good for the world of golf. Okay, but still, it's, um, it's backed by Saudi Arabia, which is a, a problem. And so if Phil would have come out and said, yeah, I I think it's a great opportunity for me to make money. I'm aware of the sport washing allegation and this opportunity came up and I'm going to uh, try to uh, become lucratively um, taken care of by this. Then fine. You know, he's being upfront, but he's not being upfront here and he's continuing to just be wishy washy Phil. I like Phil Mickelson. I want to put it on the record. I like him. I like Phil. I like cocky Phil. 
I like the the Phil that has gone about his adult life just sort of just sort of living. Hey, I want to put a couple thousand on a random NFL game. Okay. Oh, I lost that. Uh-oh. Well, time to put a couple more thousand on a random NFL game. Oh, lost that. Uh-oh. Well, I better put a couple thousand on an NHL game on Thursday night. And he has gotten in trouble. He my, has a lot of flaws. My kind of guy. Yeah, he, he, he's living <laughs> life right on the, the edge. He, he's, he's reckless. <laughs> he gets Stone's approval. Um, but he always was competitive, and he always was quirky, and he always was flashy, and he always did something where, good or bad, you were like, my God, that guy's me. Like, I have great moments, but then I followed up with the, the stupidest possible moments, and Phil, as great as elite as he was talent-wise, we could relate to him. It, like Tiger was a machine, a cyborg, a robot. Phil wasn't. Phil would face plant like the rest of us would. And I think that's why we liked him and, and everybody's love grew because unlike Tiger, you know, he was a human being. Yeah. He was open and honest. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think there's an argument for he, him. You went against it, but the LIV tour is going to help the popularity of the sport. It's going to help the checkbooks of golfers. Yes, agreed, Stone. <laughs> You're right. Come on right. now. You're exactly right. Like, I'm it's to... going to help the it's it's going to help the popularity of the checkbooks of the golfers. Yes, you said it correctly, Stone. <laughs> I mean, we we <laughs> me personally, and I know you you would agree. You're a very big golf fan. Like we want more match play, so I think that they're providing us that. I'm happy about it, and and they do have some big names. So so just don't skip over that he had a point that you know this is going to help the popularity of the and sport. the checkbooks not... <laughs> of, of of Phil and Graham McDowell. You're right. As the former multi. <laughs> Uh, oh, Mar- stop it! Just stop yourself. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. As the former multicultural marketing coordinator of oh, the PGA yeah, Tour, yes. Let's speak with the woman who actually was inside the organization. But if you're with the LIV Tour, it's the organization that must not be spoken of. Oh uh, yeah, this is this is all off record, by the way. Don't go at. The, I mean, it's pretty much on record. Well, yeah, well, it is on. A, you're on. You're you're on a microphone. On this a radio makes show. sense. This I make no. Yes, now. I am hungover. You didn't sign. You didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement in NDA, so you're good to go. Well, I'm just saying it is going to grow the game of golf. Absolutely, you're bringing a different perspective. Mm-hmm. With take the controversy out, you are bringing a different. Personalities to the game and in a different money. Uh huh. Yes, of course. The unlimited, money is nice. Unlimited Saudi money. Yes, but there is a perception of the tour and the way it's run. So now that you have something completely different, kind of changing oh, the yeah. rules, changing not changing the game, but it's in a whole new setting. You have guys who are going to do different things with it. It's definitely yeah. going to. You, you have different perspectives. Drafts, to the game. You have teams. Like I guarantee you that. So it's something. It is something different. different. No, I, I, I like the I concept. And the PGA Tour has had decades to try and figure out a way to, to spice things up a little bit, For to make sure. things this- more modern. And you know what? They've sat on it because like everyone does in golf, they just say, it, golf loves, and you've been a part of it, Jeanette, golf loves to scream, tradition, mm, tradition, mm, tradition. And then they just don't do anything, and now there's something else. And so I don't think that... Uh, the guys defecting to LIV, we're not just going to stop it, Phil, Bryson, Patrick Reed, Graham McDowell, Dustin Johnson. I, I do think if this latches on, if it makes it into a year two or a year three, you're going to see some of these guys who say, I am committed to the tradition of the PGA Tour, say, ah, oh, you know what, I actually like the Saudis. Now or the, at least their money. I hear you now. Fill the, up my checking account. The one thing I'm surprised you haven't brought up yet, and the one thing that is not on our side, Jeanette, 
are the logos and team names they came out with for the the LIV. We'll get tour. to that. Let, let's get to that in oh, a second because no. yeah, there are team Awful. names and they are straight from text it. They are straight from your your annoying buddies fantasy football league. Your annoying yes. cubicle partners fantasy football league that he won't stop talking about. They are straight from that. But I like Phil. I am sorry to see Phil going through this, partly because I can't say anything to defend the guy because he is out there now. He is hanging in the wind. He is flapping around in the breeze. He knows that what he's done from the start is probably a little morally bankrupt. It's a little bit unethical. A lot of these guys know, but it's Phil. A guy who is famous now for not only being a multi-time major champion and the oldest player to ever win a major, but also, oh yeah, the guy who was in $200 million of gambling debt. And just conveniently, he he has signed a multi-year $200 million deal with the LIV Tour. Hmm, I wonder where that number came from. So Phil has decided, hey, you know what? Human rights violations be damned. He mistakenly spoke on the record about it to a reporter and is pretty open about the fact, yeah, I'm cognizant of it, fill up my bank account. And he's never going to recover from it. I can't defend him. I can't defend him, but I still kind of like him. But it's very difficult to defend Phil Mickelson. But he is just one of several athletes who can fall into this category that either previously played or are still active. Who's an athlete you kind of like, but you have a tough time defending him? Who's an athlete you kind of like, but sometimes you just have a tough time defending him because Phil is the first one that comes to mind. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Who's an athlete you kind of like, but sometimes you have a tough time defending them? I don't sit here and I'm not trying to get on a moral ethical high horse with Phil what I'm saying is he makes his life so damn difficult sometimes Mm -hmm. and makes it so hard to defend him just like Lance Armstrong who apparently Jeanette still still is defending live strong yes (laughs) I did not see that coming at all who's an athlete you kind of like but man you just have a tough time defending him sometimes 888-760-3776. Ernesto's in Boynton. Ernesto's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Ernesto. So it's not Ernesto. We got Bobby. Go ahead, oh, Bobby. Oh, sorry, Bobby. Bobby's in Boca. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Yourself? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I, I hear you perfectly. All right, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Johnny McEnroe. Back <laughs> oh. in the day. All right, that's actually that's actually pretty good. Like a, a, a face of American tennis, uh, Grand Slam winner, but it's kind of lame when he continually like leans into that. I'm just going to argue with this uh, with this poor ref, uh, this poor official, and berate <laughs> them. Like it's, but you understand, Bobby, and you know some people got off on that, right? Like they love that side. Oh yeah, of I, him. I love the guy. But it gets tiresome when it it becomes like his his fallback if things aren't going well. No, yeah, he's made a great career for himself in the broadcasting business. Oh, he's, he's the best. But he, that, that tact of, oh, things are going badly for me, I'm going to get petulant, it's a lot of what Djokovic does now. And appreciate the call, Bobby. 
which drives me crazy about Djokovic. I love Djokovic. I love the robotic element of I'm going to take your soul on the tennis court, you know? Yeah. But then when things go bad and the slamming the racket into the net and um, the constant pleading with the coach's box, and honestly, I, this might be unpopular, I don't like when Serena does it either. I don't like when Serena gets into defensive, you're victim mode, you're doing this because it's me. I, hear, I don't like that. I hear you loud and clear, and, and I want to agree, but I, I think I've learned over time and I watch tennis. You agreeing with me is a stupid idea? Yes. Yeah, just I, I watch tennis every single day of my life, and, and I, I, I fall more and more in love with the point that they're on an island. Like, they're out there on that court by themselves. Like, could you imagine, you know, we, these guys, Draymond Green, like, they have four other guys to go with them. You have a you know, a, a staff and everything. But these people are out on an island just fighting for their own yeah. life. Like, they have no one to but, talk to. So, like, the, the emotions getting out doesn't really surprise me. I'm ever. good with showing emotion, but when it becomes your your fallback, like, I can't stand when Djokovic, forget, like, slamming the, the racket into the net. That'll happen. But Djokovic saying, oh, I've got to go back into the trainer's room. Timeout. Timeout. Trainer's room. I don't like that. A medical timeout. Yeah, that's lame. It's a tactic now for tennis players. It's lame. It's so lame. It's super lame, but it's something befitting of what a John McEnroe would do. Mm -hmm. When things go bad, you complain. You complain, and and he got angry, and he got violent at times. Uh, This is Skyler in Texas. What's up, Skyler? Hey, y'all. I'm going to say all of the – I've been listening to the show for a while, so I've picked up on some things. I'm going to say all the average quarterbacks – that your very own Friday Night Lights, Mr. Stone Lebanowitz, <laughs> loves to come to the wow. defense of. I'm talking Baker Mayfield, yep. Carson Wentz, Drew Locke. Uh, I don't know that I can give you the rationale. He's probably the best one to do it because he, uh, apparently he loves to defend those guys. He but, sure does. Uh, but, yeah, definitely hard defenses there, but he, he tries to stick he with tries. it. He tries. He definitely tries. You're right. There is a whole list under Stone himself, and appreciate the call, uh, Skyler. Yes, there is. The Baker Mayfields of the world. Uh, who's your boy in Seattle that you think is just going to tear it up now? Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke. That one, that one a, is even more page. infuriating. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, he actually beat me to it because I did have a list here with average QBs, and it was those three Oh, guys. no, please go through them before we go to break. If you No, 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 you know what? This is called a tease. When we come back, <laughs> Stone Lebanowitz's mediocre quarterbacks that he loves, but it's tough to defend them sometimes because why? The rest of the world knows they suck. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. There is nothing but supporting this. I don't have to defend the FAU MBA Sport Management Program because you don't have to defend what's already elite. You don't have to defend what's already the best, and that's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years, 22 years of doing it. They are your path to the sports industry professors that are in the sports industry that firsthand knowledge going right in your brain and making you so valuable when you get the MBA and you start looking for your dream job this is the way to get to your dream job the way to get into sports the FAU MBA sport management program fau.edu slash MBA sport fau.edu slash MBA sport good lord do we have a lot to do today when we return we continue to ask you who's an athlete you kind of like but have a tough time defending him sometimes, including Stone Labanowitz's list of mediocre quarterbacks that fall into that same category. She's Jeanette Javier. She's the first person I've ever met with an extended hangover past a trip to Disney World. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. 
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Ooh, we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Quick stone, ask me, um, Ken, are you going to go work for the Saudi Arabia Sports Network? Just ask me. Hey, Ken, are you going to work for the Saudi Arabian Sports Network? Well... Stone, I'm very passionate about this industry. I'm very passionate about the ability to convey to the masses my opinions on sports. And so while I'm cognizant of the human rights violations that are dastardly, that have been committed by this government, I also believe that I can make a difference for the people of Saudi Arabia. Hey, Ken. That's that's perfect. Hey, Ken, you know what I think you are? What's that? A Saudi stooge. (laughs) Um, that'll be the conclusion to this press conference and I look forward to this opportunity thank you see that's all you have to do but Phil Phil said they they, they cut him up with a bone cutter it was crazy Uh, and I'm gonna go play golf with him bye that was the problem with Phil okay that was the problem who's an athlete you kind of like but you have a tough time defending him sometimes because I am in that spot with Phil Jeanette perfect Lance Armstrong uh and and I I am fascinated to hear Stone's list of mediocre to bad quarterbacks and Stone Lebanowitz D1 quarterback this man just loves guys who can sling that pig man he loves guys that are going to get out there. He loves guys that have endless confidence as well. Uh, Stone, I'll give you uh, uh, a couple of seconds here to get that list together. Uh, do you have anybody else uh, in your arsenal here that fits this description, Jeanette? I wrote Michael Vick's name down. Yeah, I think a lot of people had a tough time, and then he sort of redeemed himself. Yes, right? when he came back. Yeah. But when, with, when he was with the Eagles, and then the whole dog alle- the dog fighting allegations came out. Yeah, I think it was really hard to go for him. With him and some of the things he said and some of the behavior with the Falcons, even before the dog fighting, I think maybe it's even more. Uh, uh, that was a greater example of uh, a guy you like, but you have a tough time defending him because there weren't many that defended him anymore after the dog fighting revelations Mm -hmm. uh, came out. All right, Stone, here we go. You love quarterbacks. Yes, I do. You love guys who can chuck that pig. Who do you got that that, – these are athletes. These are quarterbacks that you like. But it's tough to defend them sometimes on this show especially. Yeah, I'm super excited to watch these guys this season have a lot of success. All right, here's my list. (laughs) Super excited. Have a lot of success. Make sure that we remember this as he goes through this list, okay? Okay, Stone. Kicking it off is Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. My man got his bag and uh, is a playoff quarterback at the very least, so excited to see what he can do. Oh, very excited. I know I am, too. Davis Mills. Oh, Jesus God, Stone. Of the Houston, Texas. Come on, dude. A very high ceiling, and I I think uh, they invested in him, you know, not uh, bringing Baker Mayfield onto their roster, so I think they have some faith, and I'm expecting uh, good things from old Davis. Third. Stone being the only one in this building. Third on my list, Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, let's go. I can get behind that. I know. Okay. Very average. Has shown us nothing to be excited about, but, you know, <laughs> we're still very excited. I, I am the president of the Pro Tua contingent really uh, here are. in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. And that actually, now that I think of it, uh, a guy that maybe sometimes tough to defend but you love. Yeah. Boy, Tua is right there in my wheelhouse. That is, that's actually really good, Stone. Fourth on my list is now a backup in the NFL. A lot of success coming. Really excited. <laughs> He's going to do great. <laughs> Taylor Heineke. <laughs> I, I'm i a big fan. 
I think he showed a lot of heart. He is now a backup. That he being the key backup. part of this. Wow, yeah. okay. I think he showed a lot of heart. I reside in him because he's undersized, white, and slow. So, uh, Taylor Heineke, expect big things. You can relate. I was going to say, you relate to him. That's why you chose him? Absolutely. Yeah, that's your dude. And then uh, my three staples. Your three your staples, more? your pillars. Jesus, three God. Three of them. How long is this list, man? My pillars, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and Drew Locke, which I guess thank you, Skyler from Texas, for bringing that up. But uh, I'll always stand by those guys' side, and I think Drew Locke has a lot of opportunity in Seattle this year. So uh, go get some wins, my guy. I want to make sure I want to make sure <laughs> that we note this for all of time before it gets lost into the ether of the universe, okay? I'll always stand by my guys, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, <laughs> and Drew Locke. What's Making that the only time in human history that A, has been said, and B, will ever be said. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash OrthoCare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash OrthoCare. Who's an athlete you kind of like, but you have a tough time defending him sometimes? We are going to hit up your calls when we return and also get to social media as well. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. That's true. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Jeanette Javier Wednesday. We will have Jeanette Does Disney later on in the show. She didn't have what you would call the... Normal prototypical trip to Disney this weekend. This weekend? It's Tuesday. That's <laughs> even worse. That makes it even more crazy what you're about to hear. <laughs> the, the, what you're about to hear on this show about Jeanette Javier at Disney is going to blow your mind. And again, that's a great point. You've got to remember, all of this took place on a Tuesday. Who's an athlete you kind of like, but you have a tough time defending them sometimes. Phil Mickelson, Lance Armstrong... Any quarterback that Stone Labanowitz likes, Michael Vick. What do you got? An athlete you kind of like, but it's tough to defend him sometimes. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And just another example from me, uh, being a Chicagoan and uh, being a Blackhawks supporter, Patrick Kane, yeah. the golden boy. But as soon as those sexual assault rape allegations came out of Buffalo and, man, it was weird how little information came out about that from the Buffalo Police Department. Uh, it was, it has been continually tough since then being a full-throated supporter of Patrick Kane because a lot of that situation seemed and continues to seem seedy. Like that absolutely, for me, Patrick Kane, that instance, that incident, whatever it was, that's made it a little bit tricky. Since then, tough to defend him sometimes. Dirt definitely doesn't have the image that he once had. How about Steelers fans? They went through this whole farewell to Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. But how do you reconcile the quarterback from 
not one, but multiple instances of uh, sexual transgressions, alleged sexual transgressions in his time in Pittsburgh. Like Steelers fans for years have been doing the support Ben Roethlisberger on the field, kind of meh about him off the field song and dance. Yeah, most fans of uh, players that have gone through these things usually defend them. But if you talk to a Steelers fan and you bring up the Big Ben stuff, none of them really fight it. It's just kind of something they've accepted. The evidence that came out was just like daunting. Yeah. And there's just no defending it if you're a Big Ben fan. I, I have yet to meet a Kyrie Irving fan who is able to have any sort of nuance. Like, oh, yeah, that guy rules, but uh, man, I, he says some weird stuff sometimes. And this vaccine thing, uh, kind of odd, kind of off. You're either Kyrie speaking his truth, he's being him, or you're Kyrie's an idiot. Like, there's, there's no in-between with Kyrie Irving. He is nope. so divisive. Nope, nope. You either love him or hate him. Yeah, there, there's no, no middle ground, no soft middle ground with that. The athlete you kind of like, but it's tough to defend him sometimes. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Larry is in Wellington, and now he's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Larry. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I think I got the number one athlete. Okay. Mike Tyson. Oh, God. How that's is great. He's turned that lovable. Larry, that's excellent. This is that's a man great. who one of the most notable news slash sports stories of my generation, I'm 37 years old, is the rape that sent him to prison. And then he gets I, out of prison, and now, he, like, Larry, he's cuddly now. We love him. Like, we just want to hug the dude. Everybody was defending him after that guy threw I, the water bottle of him at the plane. Yeah. And then, and then when he ate Holyfield's air, I said, nah, he did it. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, let's not forget. There was, oh, prison, and then coming back, and then cannibalizing another human being. Twice. Like, twice! Those things happened <laughs> all in, like, a, a, a six-year span. And appreciate the call. And now, it's, hey, Mike Tyson's podcast. Oh, look how awesome it is that Mike Tyson's smoking weed. Oh, these are great stories from Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike Tyson uh, started delivering right hooks to a guy on a plane? There's no way that could have been Mike Tyson's fault. And it wasn't, by the way. But our initial reaction was, there's no way that Mike Tyson instigated that because our whole perception of that guy who is in prison for rape has changed completely, and oh yeah, ate someone's ear. I think it was also, too, it started when he made that appearance in the Hangover movie with the tiger. That's a really that's, good call. That's completely that's, that's where everything, where everything started. Yeah. yeah, that was the fork in the road. You're that's totally awesome. right about him that. paired up with Bradley Cooper with and the, the In boys. the air moment with uh, the drums, and he just the, right yeah, hooks him there. Totally. I would argue that Mike Tyson is the most, the most striking, the most complete 180 image of any athlete we have ever seen. There's a solid argument for Ever, that. ever seen. Uh, Ernesto is in Boynton on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Ernesto? What's up, guys? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Hello, Janet! Hola, bello! Como estas? Bien, como esta? How was the land of mouses? I'm a little hungover right now, but it was a blast. <laughs> Lo disfruté al max. 
Uh, well, just a little, uh, uh, what's that, Maurice Soñando, that's what you need, Maurice Soñando. Yes, call it, call it. <laughs> and for you guys who don't All know, right. it's uh, that um, orange juice and milk uh, together. Oh, oh that's, the, that's, that's a hangover craze right there. Yes. I did not know yes. that. Right yes. now. I learned something from Ernesto. Oh, by the way, Ernesto, real quick, I did the, um, the swimming cap with the water in it. And it was so much better. How did it work? Yeah, it was perfect. I told you. I appreciate it. He that was absolutely <laughs> perfect. You are a wealth of information, man. For all of us. Yeah. I got. I, I've got. I've got sources of information. You'll be amazed. <laughs> uh, you. Um, uh, in terms of a person, I, you already saw my tweet. I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't even worth saying his name or the city that he's at because it makes no sense for them to even take this guy. Because you said this yesterday. I didn't get a chance to call in. I am not a fan of him. I am not a fan of that city. He's talking about the Bronx quarterback, by the way. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. You say it. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to give him the time of day or that city because, to me, it's disgusting. After all, I don't care how much of an athlete, I don't care how much wins you're going to give me. There's a line, and that line, Cleveland passed. I will not pass. Thank God I'm not a Cleveland fan. I am a New York fan, and... Even they had their own problems, and I'm not going to say they didn't. They had a kicker. I'll, I'll bring it up. They had a kicker that had a problem. They, they released some of his services, and guess what? He won games for us, but it didn't matter. How many games you win, morality and treating a person with respect is what's needed. Guys, have a good day. All right. Appreciate you. Love you, Ernesto. Uh, and he was talking, obviously, about, um, about Deshaun Watson. Of Voldemort. It's this man who can't be named at this yeah. point. Come through with oh. that Harry Potter reference, mm-hmm. Joe. Well and done. Was he? Was he? Was Ernesto talking about Aldrich Rosas? The, I am not the sure. Who I believe uh, was charged with um, with misdemeanors. He had an alleged domestic dispute. I believe. You oh no! It was a California hit and run. You, uh, That's what it was. Ooh. I think he that, was talking about Aldrich Rosas. You pronounced that way. Well, yeah, you're trying to pronounce that with a Spanish accent too. Yeah, Both of you guys on point today. Yeah, I see except you. mine made sense because it was a, a Hispanic last name as opposed to saying Torta Franz. We're, we're working on it. We're we working on we it. are currently working on it. Also, Ernesto's <laughs> lucky we got him off or he hung up voluntarily. Were you going to kill him for the Rangers? I was going after them Rangers right there. Yeah, got that ass not, tapped last night by them not, Tampa Bay. They did not look good last night. Tony is on Ken Levicka Live. Hey, Tony. Yo, what up, what up, Levick? Uh, what's going on, Jeanette? Dame Melo. Ah, como tu estas? Ah, chilling, chilling. Anyway, yo, Levick, you took my guy I was going to bring up. It was Roethlisberger, you know what I mean? But I hit you with one more. Okay. Ray Lewis. Yes, thank yeah. you. And, and it's almost Ray, as if Ray. we just forget any of the, like, you've got to really, really get into a Ray Lewis conversation for the murder allegations to actually come to the surface, right? Yeah, that's because after the murder allegations and everything went down, what did Ray Lewis do? He ran to the church real quick. He absolutely and started, did. Started, he got in the pulpit real quick. Uh-huh. Hey, yo, peace to y'all. Love, love y'all show. Jeanette, yo, shout out. Yo, was that dude dead in the background of your picture at Disney? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's talking about, I took a picture in front of the Millennium Falcon uh-huh. yesterday and posted it on Twitter. And I didn't see it until Tony post, uh, pointed it out on Twitter. There's a dude laying barefoot, <laughs> belly out, behind the picture, right underneath the Millennium it's like Falcon. decomposing in front of what <laughs> he's doing. It like it. Like, like, just spread out like a starfish on the floor. <laughs> was he like an actual person? Yes. If you look at the picture, he's down there. It was oh hilarious. God. Disney's gone downhill, man. He was hammering off that butterbeer. Yeah, that... <laughs> Wrong 
part. <laughs> That's universal, first of all. <laughs> and I think that we need to have Stone tell his butter beer story when we return. We're going to do Jeanette Does Disney. I do want to get into a little bit of Deshaun Watson. And, of course, we are going to play, since tomorrow starts my Jamaica vacation, we're going to play Vacation Feud. Jeanette against Stone, <laughs> and they go. are going to guess the top seven things that Ken Lavica plans to do on vacation. By the way, one quick note on Ray Lewis. That man went from alleged murder or being involved in a murder to now he's known as inspirational leader on the field, getting on that pulpit like Tony said, being the preacher, the greatest preacher in the history of football. Yeah. That qualifies. You can continue to send in your social media messages. You can continue to call us. Who's an athlete you kind of like, but you have a tough time defending him. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at us at KLV1063. That is Jeanette Javier. I am Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 1063.